This is episode 2 of the Gear 30 podcast. On today's show, we discuss some new gear that's coming out next year from Thermarest and a few other brands. You're listening to the Gear 30 podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own 5 tents, 7 backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Saran Alfines, is, There is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 podcast, where we just talk about all things outdoor gear and uh, outdoor adventuring. So I'm joined today by Brandon and Chase. Well, yo. <laughs> I'm here. Chase is our, um, he's the head buyer for Gear 30, and Gear 30 is an outdoor shop in Ogden, Utah. And so today we're going to be talking about some of the new gear that's coming out for next year. And because Chase is the head buyer, he gets to go travel around to and to various trade shows, and he gets to see all this gear a year in advance for the most part. And so he actually just just last week was at the um, one of our local trade shows, the WWSRA, and he got to meet with a bunch of different outdoor companies and see their new gear. So just want to ask you, Chase, of all the gear that you saw, all the companies that you met with, what were some of the things that stood out to you? Hmm. It's kind of hard to narrow down, you know. Well, first of all, I guess maybe what were some of the brands that you met with and that you saw? Okay. Yeah. So we, um, we had Nerona. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Nerona, look them up. They're an awesome company making some of the most bomber, everything from shells to some cool lifestyle pieces. Yeah, I, I would say probably if there's a company out there that can compete with Arc'teryx as far as quality, craftsmanship and stuff, they may be the only one that I, I know of that, that are quite on that level. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, it's Euro, so you know me, <laughs> I like that Euro stuff. I don't know why, but like Scandinavian gear, whether it's good or not, I just kind of like it. I'm, I'm right there with you. I I love it. So we met with Nerona, um, Jetboil, Danner, Thermarest, Rab, another company that I am a huge fan of, um, Icebreaker, Salewa, the list goes on and on and on. It was three days. We met, we had about a 30-minute break all three days. It was just back-to-back-to-back appointments. Um, so it was busy, but it was super fun, and I just got to geek out the whole time on gear. Nice. One of the companies that I was really impressed with was Thermarest. Thermarest, I mean, back in, I think it was 04, was when they kind of like made their huge push, and everyone was super stoked the, on Thermarest. The Neo Air was yep, the Neo <clears throat> Air, brand new. which is still a staple in their line. Um, and then it seems like since about 04, they've been making the same sleeping pad. <laughs> and not, they did release the Uber Light last year. Um, but other than that, they haven't done a lot. And this next season, next summer, 
um, summer of 20. They've got, um, they, re- they changed their valve system. Um, it's a lot easier to fill up. And they, everything comes with a pump sack now, which is kind of a, almost a standard in the industry. So I just think they're finally doing things that all the other air inflatable pad companies out there have been doing for a while. What, what's a pump sack? Alrighty, so a pump sack. Because it it sounds like one thing, but it could be another. (laughs) You're right, okay. So (laughs) the pump sack is, uh, it's basically, it looks like a dry sack um, that you take on the river. Um, Got a little bit of, a little valve in it and you just blow into it and the whole thing, this pump sack inflates and then you roll that air into the sleeping pad and it takes about, uh, the the old system I'd say take how many breaths? How long did it take them off one of those stinking thermos pads? I don't know. I always get dizzy and pass out. So <laughs> after, after a long hike, yeah, you pass out by the time it's blown up. So you forget how long it took. But now, I mean, you can do it and you blow into that thing four times and you can inflate the whole entire pad. You guys are weak. So <laughs> sorry, we're well, not all like Brandon. I know, Brandon. You, you just got like... Those lungs of steel yeah, over there. Yeah, godly cardio over there. None, none of the rest of us can... There's, um, a, there's a guy named Lance Armstrong. I'll introduce you to him. He and I, he and I are, we're on the same, we're on the same, we're on the same steroids. And so we, we were able to uh, blow up a, a thermorest pad pretty fast. Yeah. Wow. wow. So you either get a pump sack or you get on Brandon's cardio program. And Just you can a, blow up a about little the same bit of blood time. doping will get you there real quick. So, so those pump sack things though. I remember back in the day, back in uh, early 2000s when I was working at a shop, we carried X-Ped pads and they were down and insulated. And they were the first ones to do the pump sacks because you couldn't blow into them with your mouth because it would get moisture in there and it would ruin the down. So you had to use a pump sack and that was the first time I was introduced to it. And I thought they were kind of a pain. Um, like I had an X-Ped pad, I, I'd pump it up with a thing and I they were kind of a pain until one day I'm trying to remember who it was one of the sales reps introduced me to the proper technique of filling up a pump sack you have to hold the <clears throat> hold the opening of the bag open about six inches away from your mouth or maybe maybe nine inches away and just blow toward the toward the bag and the whole bag will fill with there if you put it up to your mouth or or whatever then you're not really getting the benefit but you've six inches away you blow into the whole big bag fills with air and then literally like two or three bags full of air will fill up your pad and it goes super quick once i figured Someone that out pump it up a bike bike pump over there What's this? i don't know got a squeaky little pump going a on squeaky over there pump going on probably the rental shop blowing up some paddle boards oh uh, yeah yeah we are at year 30 so, no that was a good point because i th- i thought the same thing like what's the difference but if you hold the bag what six inches away from your mouth or whatever and then right. just do one breath out it'll fill that whole bag up right which is it's weird Science. yeah it's like it's the uh i mean it's a little bit of air from your mouth but it's all the other surrounding air that kind of gets pulled into it as well so there's there's your tip for the day <laughs> there you go you have a little little thing do, 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 do. tip of the day <laughs> greg's tip of the day greg you need your own like it's greg's yeah. tips yeah. Greg's tips we'll of the work, day. We'll work on that. It's episode two. We're still early. We'll figure these <laughs> things out as we go. I expect to have a few of these gear tips throughout these podcasts. So the Thermarest pads are kind of getting up with the times. Now, my experience with Thermarest since the Neo came out is 
The NeoAir was the lightest, warmest pad on the market um, back in the day, back in like 2003, 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. And other companies started coming out with air-filled pads, but what I found is whenever I'd sleep on them, I'd get cold, but the Thermarest ones, I always stayed warm. So for a long time, there were other pads that came out, you know, Climate, Big Agnes, and um, well, there are a whole bunch that are out now, but early on it was kind of Climate, Big Agnes, some of those that started doing the air-filled pads. And I found that even though those others were just as light and cheaper and stuff, I just would freeze sleeping on those. And so I stuck with the NeoAir for a really long time. Now that's not really the case. Most of those companies have have caught up. I still don't think they're, personally don't think they're quite as warm as the Thermarest, but they've caught up. They're warmer now, they're lighter, and, and Thermarest really didn't innovate much and they sort of eventually got left behind over the yeah, last exactly. like five years. So Chase, who, who in the industry pushed Thermarest to innovate? And I know we sold a lot of Nemo last year. But. Um, on the, yeah, I think Nemo is a, definitely a big one to to push the innovation. Um, a lot of people hadn't heard of Nemo. They're still a smaller-ish brand. Um, they're out of New England area, New England Mountaineering. That's what the name stands for. Um, and they have, in my opinion, the last several years, they've pushed the industry as far as inflatable stuff goes. They started off with inflatable tents. That was like one of their staples. Didn't didn't quite take <laughs> off like they were expecting. That was a big surprise. Yeah. And now their two main focuses um, are sleeping pads and tents and lightweight. And they've really been innovating a lot. Um, their, their pads are fairly warm. I still think Thermarest gives them a run for their money as far as the warmth. Warmth, warmth to weight. Warmth to weight, absolutely. Well, they are fairly warm. I've slept a lot on my Nemo pad, and I really enjoy that thing. But, I mean, it's good to see someone really put a fire underneath Thermarest. And That's interesting. You said that I forgot Nemo started off as a inflatable tent company. <laughs> but do you remember uh, – uh, Oh, I just had it in my head. Who climate? Climate started off as a thermoregulated vest jacket, right? <laughs> until their pads took off. Right. Yeah. They they would fill their jackets and their clothes with with noble gases to insulate because that was a better insulator than down and stuff like that. That obviously didn't take <laughs> off. And yeah. it's a great idea on paper. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a a good enough idea to start a business. Right. With and the business is still around. It's just that that. It's not time for that yet, I guess. I mean, why do why do some things catch on and go, and then and then inflatable tents just bomb? Mm. Somebody thought it was a good idea at some point. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I think uh, tried and true poles just kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of advantages and disadvantages to it, and it's more expensive if you don't have the the economies of scale helping you out on the price, and it's too expensive, and it's something new that people are uncomfortable with because news kind of scary for most people and um it seems like with a lot of outdoor companies that innovate they have to really try to push those innovations for a while it takes a while for the public in general to kind of catch on and get warm up to the idea i know kelty did air inflated tents like family tents for a while and they they may still i'm not sure um nemo of course did the air inflated tents and and there there have been a few companies over the years that have tried it and then pulled back from it. And I think for them, it's not that it was a bad idea necessarily. It's just they were losing too much money 
while they were trying to get people kind of warmed up to the idea that eventually they just stopped. So innovate, but not too much. <laughs> yeah. It goes in steps. There's a reason why. More than thermal less than Nemo. It's a re- there's a reason why Apple and all these other cell phone companies, each time they come up with an, out with a new phone, it's like a few small steps better. Um, first of all, they make more money off it. But second of all, if you take go from iPhone 1 to iPhone 10, um, well, I don't know. They're not that much that would that might work but yeah but if you but, go from flip phone flip phone flip to phone, iphone 10 right. then you're like whoa blow people's minds and and uh yeah you go from a 70 dollar phone to a thousand dollar phone and without those steps there that's a little bit much anyway i think that's part of it i don't necessarily know the air-filled poles are i mean ever a good idea i, I don't know about ever but like on those family tents for kelty they were heavy, like heavier than just, or at least as heavy as doing normal pulls, um, because to to reinforce those air pulls so that you don't get punctures and stuff like that, they have to be pretty heavy. And if you're trying to save weight, and that was part of the reason why Nemo did it, hey, let's save some weight and and we won't break poles and stuff like that. But then you get a puncture in in the air chamber or whatever then there's problems and stuff so i don't know it's not a bad idea but i i don't know that it's quite there yet but anyway one company we were talking sleeping pads one company that makes some really cool pads um that got a lot of press for a while was cedar summit Mm -hmm. and um you know i think thermarest has always been the leader in pads i mean before Years ago, they had like 90% market share or something ridiculous. Yeah. They don't have nearly that now. And there's, you know, between Big Agnes and Nemo and Sea to Summit, some of these others, they're kind of giving Thermarest run for their money. But I think Thermarest is still probably the leader. Um, so yeah. it's good to see them innovate. But are their pads still crinkly? Um, they're... Yeah, they they still have that's that. It's a funny question. That, that they still have that thermal lining in there. I don't think they are as crinkly as they used, they used to, be. to be. And I think as you sleep on them more and more, they get less and less crinkly. Um, but they're they're still using the same technology that they've been using for a long time. So it's still you can still hear it in there. I don't think it's near as bad as it used to be. Yeah. So that's the thing. You know, the Nemo pads. I don't personally think that. Nemo pads are quite as durable as the Thermarest pads. Uh, I think they, I've, I've punctured multiple Nemo pads. I think they're comfy, but I've, I've put holes in quite a few. seems like my Thermarest pads hold up a little better. I think the Thermarest pads are warmer for the weight. Um, but the Nemo pads are quiet and they're soft and they're comfy and same with big agnes um and so i think that's where i I, we sell more nemo pads and big agnes pads than we do thermarest right yeah and i think that's the biggest reason i think i think one of the the problems i mean we i was talking to bryden um he's our friend that just got done with the pct and he's going to be doing the cdt next week he starts next week and it seems like his most common failure on the thermarest is the valve um, that's where most of his problems stem from. And with this new valve that Thermarest has put in. See what you did there. <laughs> valve stem from. I uh, have to explain it. Yeah. Yep, I didn't even <laughs> miss that one. didn't even catch that. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Look, at, look at me. Um, so it stemmed from that valve, you know. Oh. Yep. Um, but this new valve system that they have, I think, is going to take care of a lot of those problems. And so I think we're going to see Thermarest repairs 
or warranties and stuff like that problems go down even more in the future cool what other cool gear did you see um let's see i i do think that nemo again is stepping up their game they get lighter and and uh warmer um big agnes is releasing a cool they have this awesome one man um ultralight shelter and the name is escaping me um but it comes in i think 11 ounces and checking pole tent most spacious one p sub one pound checking pole tent i've ever seen hmm. it was it was awesome it's definitely I think it's going to be on my list of something to try out next year. Yeah. Give it a little demo. They also have a three-door tent, two-person, three-door tent. And they thought, I mean, we have the debate of is a one-door tent or a two-door tent better. So they said, screw it. We're going to make a three-door tent. And it's still pretty lightweight. So you can choose how you want to sleep. I mean, all right, whatever. You get three vestibules, three doors. Wow. I mean, whatever floats your boat. Greg, what are your thoughts on trekking pole tents and durability and stability? I love them. I love them. As long as you're in a place where you can stake them down so they actually stay up. Like, if I'm going to the desert, I usually take a freestanding tent. Um, you know, I've even taken trekking pole tents into the desert and you just find rocks to pile up to hold your tent up and stuff. But, you know, if you're in the, in the mountains anywhere where you can stake them down, I don't see any reason not to use them. I, I love save weight. They can be very spacious. Um, I think Bryden, I, when he did the CDT, or not the CDT, the PCT, didn't he use a trekking pole tent? He yeah, used he a used tarp, a tarp tent, tent, right? Yeah. So that probably had... No. Oh, he used sorry. the Big Agnes. He used the Big Agnes, the covers for Big Agnes. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he has a tarp tent now, He though. has a tarp tent now, yeah. He just actually got a new Nemo for... He's going to be using three tents on the CDT. He's going to be rotating out three tents, just trying out <laughs> three different tents. Yeah, he's got the Hornet Elite from Nemo, Hornet 1P from Nemo, um, a tarp tent, and then one or two other tents. I'll have to ask him what he's using. But Yeah, that'll, I'm excited to hear how that goes because I've never done a long-distance through-hike like that and be able to see the how they hold up over that much abuse. One, you know? one, the one piece of equipment, one brand, the one company that he would, will defend his life with because of that trip because is, it saved his life is western mountaineering right mm -hmm. yeah which we can get into later yeah but well, yeah jumping back to that tarp tent he's i went and did the can some backpacking in canyon lens with him three or four weeks ago and he had a tarp tent on there that his friend had taken the whole pct and the at with that one tarp tent yeah. and now brian's been using that tarp tent i mean for a tent i think it's 12 ounces and That's it's crazy. got pushing 6,000 miles on it so it's they, they hold up yeah absolutely one of the brands of tents that we carry here at the store that is my favorite brand is Hilleberg they they're not as light obviously as the tarp tent or big Agnes or some of these other brands what I love about them is they are built to last generations and so for the last uh, 10 years that I've been backpacking with my family, taking kids and stuff like that. Well, seven years, I guess. Um, I've been using a Hilleberg because I feel like uh, if I took little kids and a dog and everything in some of these ultralight Big Agnes tents, probably wouldn't last more than a year or two. And um, the Hilleberg's now that I have is going on seven or eight years and seven years probably. They have a new trekking pole tent coming out <laughs> next year. 
Silverberg does? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It weighs I'm, eight ounces. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. No, it's pretty. I don't, do you remember what it weighs? No, I don't. No, it's it's the new. I sent it to to Brian. Is it it's the, single wall or double wall? It's the double. It's double in, oh, with wow. multiple multiple functionality to it. Um, uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it was much over a, a pound, or but it's. But it's a trekking pole tent. Yeah. Nice. So. Sweet. Well, yeah. what I've been using, I've been using a four-person um, Hilleberg Nalo GT, which is a four-season tent. But I can That's fit. It's a house. <laughs> but I can fit my whole family and dog in there, plus all of our gear. And it's seven pounds, so it's not the lightest thing. But for four people, that's actually not too bad. So, anyway, I'm excited for all the ultralight gear that's coming out. I just find for myself, back when before I was married, I used all that stuff. Now that I'm married, kids, and a dog, taking the whole family backpacking, <laughs> I have to carry a little bit heavier gear to, to hold up a little better. And I'm kind of in the exact opposite stage. I'm switching over, trying to go as light as possible. ultralight as I can. So, Cool. Well, I think that'll wrap it for this episode. I'm sure that we'll have a lot of opportunities to talk about all the other gear that you got to see. And you're going to Outdoor Retailer this week. Yep, right? fly out tonight. So you'll get to see tons and tons of other cool gear. Get so a geek out. For... We're, we're excited to hear your report. I'm excited too. All righty. We'll see you on the next episode. So, see you out there. Thanks for joining us today for the Gear 30 podcast. Gear 30 is a specialty outdoor retail store at the foot of the Wasatch Mountains in Ogden, Utah. Like us on Facebook, follow and interact with us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero, and visit our website gear30.com for amazing deals on the best outdoor gear around. That's gear30 spelled out, G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, comment, ask questions, and participate. 